0: Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I'm interviewing one of my friends named Rachel. So we connected through a mutual friend on Instagram, and I noticed that she was based out of Victoria, BC, which is where I'm from originally. So I reached out to her, totally cold DMs, and just started chatting her up, and it was crazy the things we had in common. And so we have just become friends. We met in person in Victoria, which was super cool. And so I invited her on because I wanted to have a conversation with her. So, her name is Rachel. She's an energetic leadership coach, and she is here on this earth to help you connect to the spirit of your business, lead embodied in your essence, and feel fulfilled as fuck to six figures and beyond. So, today we're going to be chatting about the reality of what it's like transitioning and experiencing transitional energy in business and in life. And I'm really excited for this because this is totally the realm that I'm in right now as well. So, Rachel, I would love if you can share a little bit more about yourself and we're just going to dive into the conversation together.
1: Yes, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. I'm so excited to be here with you and I'm super, super pumped to dive into all the juiciness around how we can go through and move through transitional energy. I, so I've so i been coaching now for about four years. I've been full-time in my business for two and it's really interesting because I knew since I was a little girl that my soul came back to earth to help change the world and so as I was you know going through my childhood I I just had such a big heart and I like I knew that I wanted to like really help people like that was always my purpose was like how can I help people and and then I became an adolescent and I went through a lot of traumatic things as a kid. And in the early years of my teen years as well, I went through a lot of really challenging times and what ended up happening was I ended up experiencing a lot of mental health challenges and, you know, anxiety, depression, um, just feeling really lost. And so I went through, but yeah, all of my teen years, like having no fucking idea, like who I was, what I was doing, really struggling, And then when I turned 20, I had this like giant spiritual awakening and essentially what that looked like for me was I started taking really good care of my body for the first time. I started going to the gym and that led me to being able to go off of my antidepressants help have made me like start eating better and I got really interested in reconnecting with my spiritual self, my spiritual essence. It was when I first got introduced to Reiki, to like chakras. I got introduced to manifestation. And that was, you know, a really interesting period of my life because I ended up moving all the way across the country by myself. And You know, a few years later, in my mid-20s, I ended up getting a job as a fitness advisor for Good Life Fitness here in Canada, which you also used to work at as well, which is one of the things we bonded over, and I worked as a fitness advisor for three years, and in that time frame, I actually got introduced to life coaching, and I remember the first time I heard of coaching, it was like, holy shit this is what I'm supposed to do. And as I'm a manifesting generator with a sacral authority, and I remember my entire body in my sacral area was just like, oh my God, this is the thing. And so I initially enrolled into a certification program, became a holistic health coach, life coach. And then soon after that, I was like, you know what? I'm really passionate about helping entrepreneurs with things like subconscious healing and mindset. And so I moved away from the health coaching aspect of it transitioned into essentially what I'm doing now, which is definitely evolved over time in classic manifesting generator style. But yeah, that's kind of like the short version of how I got to where I am. And it's been quite the fucking journey, let me tell you.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm just sitting here smiling and like nodding my head as you're sharing this because It's I can totally relate on so many levels, like just so the listeners know, like I used to work as a personal trainer at Good Life Fitness downtown Toronto. And it was through personal training and working with clients that I was noticing this pattern of the successful clients who got the results they wanted, like, what did they have in common, they had a great mindset. And that's what got me into coaching. And you know, I was already in personal development. But then I just started to put two and two together. And I wanted to go back to the foundational roots of like coaching people to have a great mindset so they they could create a life that they love. Right. So it's so funny. And I just love hearing. It's just so funny how we connected and we have these parallels. And and so I'm just really, really excited about this conversation today
1: yes oh my gosh I know I I loved our conversation when we like slid into each other's DMs and we were like wait a second we have so much in common it was so wild it was yeah wild. and and we
0: both have cats and you have yes. a black and white cat and I have two black and white cats like it was just ridiculous like it was yeah. I remember I was like sitting on the couch that night when I was messaging you like squealing in entertainment. Yes. And my boyfriend's like what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just chatting with this random girl in the DMs. Like we've never met before. And he's like, what the hell? And I'm like, this is literally the story of my life. Like <laughs> meeting people in the DMs, becoming BFF, like just having a laugh. Like it's actually so much fun. So yeah, no, I'm just smiling so hard. How like that's, this is what's flourished out of that conversation, which is amazing. So, okay, well, let's dive into this a little bit more. And I know that one of the main topics that we wanted to talk about today is just this energy. Around transitioning in life and in business and all of that, and i'm I'm really excited to hear your insight on this because I was obviously sharing with you before we hit record that I'm in a major transition period in my life right now, and I'm going cuckoo so mm. i I'm excited to hear what you have to say.
1: Mm, yeah, <sighs> you know, something that I think is really important for everybody to remember is that you know we're constantly evolving, and we're constantly shifting. And we're never in – we're never actually in stagnation. Even those moments where, you know, maybe we feel like we're, you know, quote-unquote stuck or stagnant. We're still in – we're still in the human experience, which means that we're always experiencing something. And – I particularly around like the conversation around business and entrepreneurship, you know, I, I know for myself personally, you know, I'll just kind of give a little bit of um, my own experience right now. You know, I'm, I'm moving into a a period of my life where I'm scaling my business and what worked for me in the past isn't 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 a vibe anymore. You know, I'm a very flowy, you know, kind of go with the fucking flow, like see where things take me kind of person. And what I've recognized as well, you know what, actually what is necessary now is a lot more intentional action, a lot more intentional momentum, a lot more structure, strategy that feels aligned with my heart. And so what that brought up for me recently was, oh shit, I actually have to change my beliefs and who I am on an identity level for me to be able to actually welcome in these new actions without sabotaging or pushing them away. Because we we always resist what we don't feel comfortable in. And when we're, you know, at that point when, you know, you you can feel it, when you know that you're, like, just on the edge of that new chapter – it's almost like those are the moments when your your ego just gets super, super flared up because it's like, no, we have to stay where we are. This is what's safe. And so, you know, our subconscious mind's job is to keep us in what's safe and what's unfamiliar. And so when we're experiencing this transitional energy, it's so common to feel like you're breaking down. It's so common to feel like I need to fucking cry and scream and like curl up into a ball because I can't, I don't know what's happening. When... In those moments, like I'm, I'm all for the somatic releasing. I'm a (laughs) big believer on screaming into pillows, you know, shaking things out, you know, doing having a good cry. Had a good cry today myself. But I also think that those are the moments where we get to really lean into the tools that we have. It's like, well, what like what do I want to what do I want to see happen here? And could I choose to be someone who actually identifies with this new timeline, this new like this new chapter? And so something I've started to kind of ask myself is like, well, what if I get to be the person who is, you know, somebody who enjoys sitting down and and planning a little bit more? What if I am somebody who gets to, you know, look forward to, you know, having an idea of what comes next for me instead of thinking, oh, my gosh, well, I'm just not that person. And so I'm just going to continually tell myself the same stories, but then get the same results and then be frustrated by that and so when we're in that transitional state of being it's because i believe we have this higher self version of us who isn't separate from who we are but there's this other there's this higher part of us that exists within the quantum realm that can see very clearly like where it is we're meant to go next and it's it's there to guide our energy and then we also have you know the fact of the matter that we are you know three dimensional beings you know on a on an earth plane that you know experiences things like time and and space and we have you know egos and identities and all the things and so sometimes what happens is these two parts of us are at odds but they really want the same thing right they want the same thing for us they both want us to feel safe they will both want us to be happy to feel secure but sometimes how they how they want us to get there are very different. And oftentimes we're operating in the part of us that's scared, that's operating from fear, that's operating from separation, because it is safer to exist in what is familiar in terms of what we kind of perceive, like it feels safer to just like do things the same way over and over again. But what we get to kind of do is in these moments, we get to look at, okay, well, you know, what is it that I actually want? Like sometimes actually just asking ourselves that, that simple question is like, what do I want? Because the transitional energy, especially let's say it's like within business and maybe you're somebody who's, you know, maybe you're somebody who's like going to launch a program for the first time, or maybe you're, you know, transitioning from your, your job to being full-time in your business. It is so easy when that part of you that is scared, when that part's activated, to be like, well, all of these things could go wrong. What if this doesn't happen? And then then we start taking action from that place. And then we get into, like, hyperactivity. We start to to push and chase. And so sometimes it's a simple question of, like, well, what do I want? And what person do I need to be to actually take action towards that desired state? Does that make sense?
0: Oh, yeah. That's like pure wisdom coming from you. And I absolutely love it. And one thing that I want to extend off of what you were sharing is something that I've really honed in on lately that's come up in different contexts of dealing with uncertainty I was sharing with one of my friends about how I was dealing with uncertainty and they reached out to me and they wanted me to elaborate on this. And the particular conversation was around the vaccine, but this can be applied to business. And so what I was sharing with her was when it comes to uncertainty, there's the stigma around it, right? It is, the, the irony is that uncertainty is neutral. It's just, it could be yes, it could be no, There's you're just uncertain. And the thing is, if you think about it, when we are certain, being certain, there's always, there's always appraisal with that. It's like, oh, you know, your shit, you got your ducks in a row. It's a yes, it's stable, it's secure, it's safe. The ego likes that, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're in this space of uncertainty, like you said, this is when your ego, your fear gets really fucking loud. And like, I feel that like to my core, especially today. And, and so, I was sharing this with my friend and I was like, what we don't realize is that uncertainty is actually a neutral place. It's actually a playing ground where you get to decide. If you don't actually Mm -hmm. know what the fuck is going to happen, you get to decide what it is and you take it and you run with it. Right. So in business, obviously it's like for me right now, how my full-time contract is coming to an end the end of September. And I have a lot of anxiety around that like I had a really good cry today like really working on releasing things and it's just like you know I I'm just really trusting like continuing to trust like I'm a sacral being as a sacred generator as well and I'm like Kayla like what would actually let you up like if you were to just stick with this this role right now would you be lit up no the uncomfortability of doing something that I don't want to do that doesn't light me up is like equally as uncomfortable as going into the uncertainty and choosing how I want it to be instead And so this is like the beauty of the conversation is like you talk about this transitional energy, but it's really there's really so much more power in that space than we realize because it's actually a place to create. And I think people are like, oh, no, this is my space where I need to figure my shit out, because that just comes from the lens of wanting to survive. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's not always authentic when we look to survive rather than asking ourselves, what is it that I need so that I can
1: thrive? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a definitely a few points there that I, I really resonate with. And I think that one of there's a couple of things. So one being that what you spoke into around like uncertainty being this like playground, um, the space for play is actually really powerful. Because one of the things that we need to remember is that like all all possibilities and timelines exist within the quantum field. And in that space, like you get to Make your feelings and your thoughts so real that you pull that potential reality from the field and and align it so that, you know, people, places, things transpire within this third dimensional realm that help you get to that place. Right. And oftentimes when we start to create from that place, you know, the, the things that land happen in the most divine, unexpected of ways. I mean, just an example of this is I put it out into the field. A week ago that I wanted to live in a house and within two days I like walked like literally I was like went to a friend's house for a woman's circle on the new moon and I walked into her door literally at the tail end of a conversation I had no fucking idea what they were talking about but something in my intuition was like ask what they were talking about and it just so happened that they were talking about this house that's for rent and it's like literally it was literally everything my partner and I wanted and so like this is where we get to like play in the, the 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 like just the unexpected the 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 beauty that gets to exist when we just know deeply within our heart and our body and our mind like what we want and we start to be open to the receiving of whatever that is in whatever way it comes because it probably will come in a way that we least expect. And then kind of on top of that, the other thing we have to remember is like There's so many different parts of of how we uh, parts of us that we experience in this human experience, and you know we have to remember that like there is a part of us that is our inner child that does get activated in those times of uncertainty, those transitional moments, and so sometimes the, the the thing we need to do as well is like to sit with that like little part of us that exists within us at all times and like ask like hey like what do you need right now to feel safe? I hear you, I feel you, I see you, and then to also know that they don't they aren't they don't need to be in the driver's seat like you get to kind of put them in the back seat of the car you know, tuck them in, give them something like yummy to eat and let them know they're safe and let them know like I'm in the driver's seat. Like I got you. Like I see you. I hear you. Like we're in this together. I'm not abandoning you, but like I'm I'm in control. I'm in the driver's seat because when we have like our inner child or our inner critic or our ego operating the vehicle that we're <laughs> moving in, it, it literally feels like fucking chaos. And so it's really important that you know when we're experiencing these things we have a lot of self compassion we're taking the time we need to honor our needs and we're also doing things that are supportive of where we want to go because i think that something that can happen um and this is something that was kind of landing in my body earlier today is that overworking or overresting are both forms of self sabotage and so sometimes when we get into these transitional energetic spaces depending on who you are you might go into overworking mode where you're like, "Oh god, I just got to show up every every 5 seconds in online. I got to do all the things. I got to go 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 go." Or you might be someone who falls into the polar opposite of that and is like, "Okay, well, I just need to like do like nothing and just like wait and see what happens." And the reality is is like the in between of both of those things is where the magic happens. You know, a little bit of doing, a little bit of being, knowing when to rest your body, knowing when to take the time you need to just chill out. Then also knowing when it's time to take the aligned actions that are in support of what you want. Another prime example, right? I'm looking for a house right now. If I was just being like, well, the house will find me, I would, like, the it probably wouldn't happen. Like, I have to be actively choosing to believe that I'm going to have a house. I'm going to find a fucking house. I'm taking action. You know, I'm looking, I've got Tabs on my computer of the different places you find houses in Canada. And I'm fucking doing the thing. I'm not just sitting on my couch being like, well, it'll find me like, no, I'm I am I believe it'll find me, but I'm also taking action. And the same goes for our business. It's it's really important that we we learn to shift our beliefs on an identity level that are then in support of what we're actually wanting and what we actually desire. And then knowing how to hold ourselves with compassion and love if what we want doesn't happen in the exact way or moment that we think it should. Because the way that your mind perceives reality and the way reality actually exists when we're like looking at, you know, through, like through um the lens of like, you know, God or the universe, source, whatever word resonates, like, you know, that that energy knows far more than you do as a human. <laughs> You're not separate from it. You and God, the universe, source are one and the same. Um, they work through you, but you don't like you don't know how things are gonna happen. But when you can trust, and that's like where the surrender part comes into play, which is the fucking hardest part, I think, because it's not surrendering isn't doing. It's literally like a trust thing. <laughs> and when we're like in control freak mode, because we're trying to like make it all happen, being like, oh, I'm just gonna surrender to this, can be like <laughs> fucking hard. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm just laughing
0: with you because I mean it's easy to kind of laugh at like, oh yeah, surrendering, you know, when you're not like in the thick of it, but when you're in the thick of it, it's like heart mm-hmm. palpitations, like pitter patter, pitter patter, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh and so what I find what I find uh something that actually I want to talk about a little bit more is the self-compassion piece because what I notice and this is just this is just old paradigm conditioning that really does come from the corporate world as well as like this over effort over execution. And then it's like, we, we like beat ourselves up to prove like, okay, so if it doesn't work out, then at least I tried really fucking hard. So there's an excuse as to why it didn't work out. You know what I mean? Mm. And I feel like I see this a lot and I've definitely done this at points in my life too. And so I'm just curious, like, what are, what are your tips and tricks around being aware of the moments where self compassion is needed. And that's like the thing to do in that moment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking that. Well, first and foremost, I think it's really important to like acknowledge that we're conditioned by like a capitalist society that like has conditioned most people to think that like your worthiness is attached to how much you do, and you only receive based on what you do and it's yeah, it perpetuates this you know really intense consciousness of like stress and scarcity and not enoughness, and looking at self compassion, you know it's really important to remember that when we're feeling challenging emotions there's usually a few different parts of us that come online so there's usually there's like a drill sergeant part of us that's like you know better you should just fucking do the thing suck it up kind of energy right and then we have oftentimes like our inner child again and then we have like this per this parent and depending on who you are your parent archetype might be very loving, or they also might take on that role of kind of like get your shit together and maybe aren't the most comforting, loving part of you. And so that's when like reparenting becomes really important. But one of the things that's really helped me because I will tell you right now, I, for the longest time, did not give myself any grace. I was very hard on myself, didn't I wasn't able to acknowledge myself. I had like it was almost like everything that everyone else saw in me, I could not see. I just was like I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't know how you think that of me. And for me, it it it's been it's a, it's a practice. Like that's the thing. Like there is no like, you know, you do this one thing and all of a sudden you fucking love yourself. Like it's it's this ongoing relationship of unconditionally loving you. And that requires a lot of honesty it requires a lot of integrity it requires a lot of like having that open dialogue with like what are my needs how can I meet my needs you know what needs didn't get met as a kid that I'm now trying that are like still like I'm like I have these parts of you that are trying to like get these needs met and I and, and instead of me meeting those needs I'm then also taking on the role of whoever didn't meet those needs for me when I was younger And so when we're looking at compassion, it's like, okay, well, the essence of compassion is unconditional love. And I believe that one of the ways, like one of the more tangible ways that we could for those of you that are like, well, how the fuck do I do this like in action? Because I get that for sure. Um, One of the things that I find really helpful is I'm feeling, if I'm feeling like, particularly around the conversation around like, oh, I don't feel like I'm enough of something or I don't feel like I'm good enough or I know enough. Actually like writing out all of the amazing things that I've accomplished, writing out all of the things that I do. I even, you know, as as somebody who, you know, is a coach, like I have a fuck ton of testimonials and I save every single thing that someone says to me that's like, this is what you've helped me with or something that is kind or... Even when someone randomly fucking messages me and is like, your content has helped change my life. I, I screenshot that and I save it because th- what gets to happen is in those moments where I'm like unconsciously just spinning in my shit. I'm like, okay, no conscious mind. Like, let's fucking like, let's go collect evidence right now. Let's go get all the, like all this evidence so that I can show myself like my essence. In, in in my own words, my own writing, sometimes if you're a verbal processor, it might be helpful to send yourself like a voice note doing this, like whatever way feels good for you. But I, I also think that something that's really important is like having like a, you know, check in points with yourself throughout the day too. Um, You know, I personally find that mornings are like my biggest check in And then even just throughout the day, like, giving yourself some fucking grace and some praise of like, you know, you finish a task or you finish a coaching call or whatever. And like actually pausing and being like, look at, like, look what you did. Like, that's amazing. Or like, if you're done a coaching call, give yourself a few minutes to like reflect on the human being that you just helped, like really let yourself start to like, look those things in like a metaphorical eye or the meta, like metaphorical eyes and, and, and see Them mirror back to you like your fucking brilliance, because none like you know we we need to be able to feel worthy. Like no one and no thing can give us worthiness. Like it's an inside job, and that you know the 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 rewiring and the unlearning. um, It doesn't you know it doesn't need to take a long time because I think the whole time concept is a limiting belief too. But it is a practice the practice of what do I need? What can I do to fulfill these needs? And then also knowing when to reach out for support, like knowing when like, you know what, like, for example, like, literally before I hopped on this podcast, I was doing a, a story. And I was like, you know, I, I recently over the past few months, I exited two containers because they finished and I, I, I exited a year long mastermind That had one on one support and a six month certification program that had a ton of support. And after those things, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do things on my own for a while. I can just, I'm just gonna like see how this feels. Not a fucking vibe, my friend. Like, I have, like, I woke up today and I was like, "Mm, mm -mm, nope, don't like this. I don't like not having a coach. And it's not because I need, you know, something outside of me, but it's because having that touch point of support. And specifically, someone who knows how to hold you in those moments where you're not knowing or feeling like capable of fully holding yourself—it's—it's it's literally one of the most incredible things. And so, I kind of went all over the place there, as per usual when I <laughs> talk. But like, let me know how that landed.
0: <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. It was, no, I was just—I was totally with you the entire time, and I love that you brought up self-acknowledgement because that was something that one of my coaches taught me two years ago. And I started doing it on a daily basis. So I actually have a podcast episode. I can't remember the name of it, but I'll put it in the show notes for people who really want to take this practice on of doing self acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. But I started doing this, and it was funny because it was my last coaching call with her, and she put me on the spot and she said, Kayla, I want you to tell me three things that you acknowledge yourself for. And I was like, uh, um, uh, and I like, it was awkward. I could not easily acknowledge myself in front of her it felt weird. And I was like, what the fuck? Because the thing is self acknowledgement is it can, you know, majority of the time, the easiest way to do it is to look back on the things that you've already done. You're already done. It's not even like you have to prove anything or do anything. These are the things that are already done in your life that you can celebrate And so I started taking this on and I started doing it on a daily basis. And I noticed, let's say after a month, like it's something you can journal about. You can do, like you said, if you're a vocal person, send yourself a voice message, or if you want to get a buddy and you do it with someone back and forth on a daily basis, do that, writing it down. And it's like after a month, when somebody would ask me that question, I'd be like, oh, yeah, let me fucking tell you a couple things that I can acknowledge myself for. And it's just, it's not, it's not a space of arrogance. It's a space of ownership. Yes. Right. And when we are in that space of ownership and coming from this place of self empowerment, what it does is it actually gives permission for other people to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so I brought in this practice specifically in the spring when I was doing a group coaching program around money mindset for two months. I said, every day, you little twerps are going to send a message into our group chat and you're going to acknowledge yourself. And it doesn't matter what, what it is. You could have made your bed. You could have picked your laundry off, off the floor. You could have like saved a kitten from a burning building, like whatever it is, like you're going to acknowledge yourself. And they were super awkward at the beginning. And then by the end of it, they were so fierce. They were like, this is who I am. This is what I'm acknowledging myself for today. And they just were in this energy of like celebration,
1: Mm. you know,
0: and so it was just so, it was so beautiful. Like I can really speak to the integrity of this practice. I love that you brought it up in terms of self-compassion and unconditional love, because that's what it is. Right. And I think one of the biggest things that I want to point out to the listeners, if you decide to like, take this on as a daily practice is notice when you start to judge what you think is a good enough accomplishment or not,
1: Ooh, yep. Mm-hmm. because
0: that comes up. I've done this practice with my clients and one of my other clients, he told me when he first started, he's like, I was picking and choosing the acknowledgements that I thought were good enough to send you in the chat. And I was like, nope, we're not playing that game. Notice that. What is there for you? Why, Why are you making it mean that? Right. And it was just an opportunity to reflect. And again, comes back to ownership. Every single thing you do, brush your teeth in the morning, like, yes, acknowledge yourself, like whatever it is. Like, that's the beauty of it. But I think it's just, that's like, I think the sneakiest thing is to catch yourself if you judge yourself on what you think is worthy of acknowledgement, because that's a load of shit.
1: Ooh, Oh, girlfriend. Yes. And I mean, this even shows up like, I, you know, let's just even kind of like unpack it in the coaching industry. Like, you know, maybe you're someone who had your first 3k, 5k month, which is huge. If that's like, you know, that's, that's a beautiful thing. But then you go on Instagram, and all of a sudden, you see someone who's had their first 50K month or their 100K month, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, it's not fucking enough. And no, it's sneaky. It's so sneaky. You know, I know for myself, I, I, I remember, oh, man. So last year was my first six-figure year in my business. And I remember having the sneakiest little fucking thought pop up. I hit six figures, and I was in a container where everybody else was they were like starting to have like close to 100k months or they had a 100 they were like making 100k months yeah and then I made that in a whole year and then I remember who I remember like just briefly being like oh well ah uh, like is this even you know good enough like you know is this like, just so and then I was like are you fucked like you know <laughs> what are you saying like the six like I remember like journaling like when I first started my business like journaling and be like I can't wait to have a six-figure business like this is like my goal and then I got there and I was starting to judge myself for it not being as as good as someone and it's just like the comparison is unfucking real sometimes and that's really where that like self-awareness is crucial. That's why like certain practices really help you develop self-awareness. This is why I'm a huge advocate for mindfulness. I'm never going to tell you 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 know you have to meditate, although I do and I think it's beneficial not from just a spiritual perspective, but from you actually learning how to see what you're thinking. Giving yourself that 10 minutes or however long you want to sit for to see what's really there and to have the awareness as to what you actually believe to be true. So that in those moments where you're thinking something's not enough or you're judging yourself, you you actually have the the, the capacity to be like, wait a second, you can be like the awareness that's viewing the thoughts instead of being the thoughts, yeah. And so it's very interesting how these things happen and i i love that that's a practice that you developed because it's so beneficial because then as you know you grow and and you experience other things you can start to like catch yourself like you know in minutes and in seconds instead of marinating in the in the shame and in the you know the the, the judgment the self judgment for you know hours you can just be like wait a second no i what am i making this mean about me is that actually true fucking no like who decided that and like let's move on you know I love the last thing you just said who
0: decided that that's like such a powerful question and I know that the the context of when did you decide that definitely comes from the NLP realm and it's funny we're talking about you know deciding what's worthy of an accomplishment for example and in June I the month before, oh no, I guess the end of May, I had hired my VA and she helped me really structure like a launch. And so I did the launch, I did it how I wanted to do it. I showed up a hundred 110%. No one fucking signed up. And I was literally in my glory by the end of the month because I was like, oh my God, like I did it how I wanted to do it. And it just felt so good. And like literally all that was missing was the people and making sales, but everything else was perfect. But I was like, it was still, I still decided, I decided that that was still worthy of acknowledgement and worthy of being an accomplishment. And so I think that's really important. Just as a reminder, like, when did you decide that or who says, right? And just paying attention to that. And it's funny because you were just talking about, and this is something that I want to use just as a quick reframe is when you were talking about your experience of like hitting six figures in your business, and then all of a sudden that's not enough. At the very beginning of our conversation, you were talking about how ultimately like our scared part and our higher self ultimately want the same things. And it's like, if you're at that point where you've achieved a massive milestone and all of a sudden it's not good enough, the irony is that, you know, for example, you in that context of like, okay, I just hit six figures. Like what's next? Like if this isn't enough or whatever is the commitment of wanting financial abundance and wanting an expensive business and wanting to help more people and make a bigger impact, it still lives in that hmm. thought of, okay, what's next? Or this isn't good enough. I want more, but it's not the same. It's a different energy than being like, I'm a fucking boss ass coach who literally transforms the lives of hundreds of thousands of people. This is what I do. This is my, this is me. This is how I make a difference this is the financial abundance that I'm going for. It's it's literally, it's the same thing. It's a different energy. And so one of the things that I love to do with people is reframe, like, let's say if somebody's really upset about something or they feel disempowered or whatever it is, let's say they feel disempowered, like I can relate to this, done a launch that didn't go well. I'm like, well, that just shit the bed. That was not cool. It didn't go as planned. Didn't feel good about it. You know, it's, it's one thing to marinate like you talked about. But the other thing is like, Okay, Kayla, like this is how I would re- reframe it for myself. I can hear and feel your commitment to having a successful launch where you actually get to work with people that you love and that you manifest and bring in your dream clients that need your work and they do the work and they show up and it gets to be a beautiful collaborative experience. Like, this is really fucking important to you. This is why you're upset. This is why you're thinking these negative things. It's just backwards because you're trying to punish yourself for this negative way of thinking in order to propel you in the direction that you want to go. But that's not how it works because that's not how energy works. This negative energy will actually cause more stagnancy and I'll probably self-sabotage myself because of that realm that I'm thinking from. So that's another really powerful thing to do. And again, this is another NLP thing is like being able to reframe because that can shift everything, right? So I just wanted to like, I was like listening to you and I was like,
1: Oh my god, I need to bring these things in because it's fitting so perfectly. So I just wanted to share that. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And that's the big thing, right? Is is recognizing what is actually coming up for you. Right. Like I know that like and the, you said it so perfectly. And that was actually something that the process that I took myself through when I after I noticed that I was starting to like have these sneaky thoughts come in. Is I was like, well, what, like, what are you making this mean? And I remember thinking to myself, well, I just know that I'm here to have so much impact and so much more impact that this now feels like a small, like kind of um, road bump goal to where I'm actually going. And then I was like, okay, cool. So I hear you, Rachel, like, that's beautiful. But guess what? We still get to be really fucking proud and stoked right now. And this is huge. this is huge, and I was able to like i remember i like made myself I took pictures in the bathtub, I made myself a sign, I like get, like put flower petals everywhere, like I have the picture on my Instagram still if you scroll back far enough and and I changed yeah, I reframed the whole thing. I was like, no, we're not staying in this this you know realm of you know being upset about something that." <laughs> is actually extremely beautiful and is such a huge accomplishment and yeah honestly like the the power of reframing has it's it's actually changed my life like truly like knowing how to hold these internal dialogues with myself and of course you know facilitating them um within my clients like it is life-changing you start to see things through different lenses through different perspectives and so you know, I know, like, even the 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 house that I was talking to about earlier, um, ended up that they wouldn't allow pets. And I could have been like, well, fuck, like, this sucks. And I was like, no, it's just there's something better coming. Like, it's this or something better. And so there's like times like that, where it's like, you know, maybe the old you would have been like, super upset and disappointed and like all the things but like, because you've done all this rewiring, you're like, no, like it's just something better is coming now. So it's very, very cool how we're able to, to really shift perspectives. It's fucking life changing.
0: Oh my God. Yes. And I, I love what you just shared about the house because I was in a very similar situation, I guess around, around this time last year. So we're in the thick of the pandemic. I mean, we're kind of on the, hopefully the tail end of it now, but back then my boyfriend and I were living in a 500 square foot condo, one bedroom, both working from home. and. I had been working on the balcony every day because, like, I was doing calls and stuff with my nine to five, and then, you know, doing stuff for my business. Then he was working from inside. But then, October, you know, September, October rolls around. We both needed to, like, be inside. And so I was working from bed. Like, I was sitting on the bed all day long. And I got fed up and I was like, fuck this. I don't want to live here like this anymore. Like, we're moving. And my boyfriend, you know, at the time, a little, like, Love him to bits, scarcity mindset. He's like, let's just put a desk in the bedroom. And the bedroom literally fits a queen size bed. Like there's no, there's no space. I was like, no, I'm not settling for this. Like we're moving. And, and, and the other thing is too, that I just want to point out, this is kind of another realm to jump into for our conversation today is that I was not, I was not in a high vibe place I was pissed off and frustrated and not liking where the fuck we were living at all and I was like fuck this I'm manifesting a new place and I kid you not literally within three days I had messaged like 10 places and this woman messaged me back it was a two-bedroom condo apartment in an older apartment building we're leaving a new apartment for an older one which is fine because they're bigger anyways there was literally a three-minute drive down the street So we roll up and my boyfriend, I was in Victoria at the time. Actually, he came to check the place out and he's like, yeah, it's perfect. Like I'm now sitting in my office. We have a two bedroom. I have a a full blown office and we have a second bedroom. He has a whole living room for his office. And the funny thing is there's eight buildings on this complex. And this is the only building that allows cats. So it was just like the whole thing was so divine. But ultimately, like I said, at the beginning, I was not in a good space. I was actually in tears. I was in tears looking at places to live because I was so angry and frustrated and just not not in a good spot. And but the thing is, I wasn't really attached. I just had this idea in my head of like what I wanted, what my expectations were. And I was just taking the action like you talked about earlier. I wasn't I didn't just sit in bed and say, well, I want to move and all of a sudden the building's going to change into a two bedroom and we don't have to move anywhere. Right. Like you do have to take action. But I think that that's That's something else that I would actually love to talk about a bit more is like this experience of we're talking about reframing and obviously being more positive. But let's talk about manifesting from energy of, you know, not being in good energy, like this, this worried energy, because I think there's a there's a lot of pressure in in the industry of like, you need to be high vibe. And that's how you manifest an energetic alignment, right? So I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, oh, I love this conversation. Ooh. Okay. So, let me just say right now that you're emotional, you're a human. We're all human beings. We're multifaceted. We experience emotions. I have had some of my most successful launch ever, successful launches ever, and the depths of grief, feeling like shit. But guess what? It had that did not waver my identity around my belief and how I felt about my success. So there's these like kind of two things, right? So we have our day-to-day human experience, which is multifaceted. I don't know about you listening, but some days I'm happy one minute, then I'm crying and then I'm like super stoked, then I'm tired. Like you are like, we're not spiritually bypassing here. Like we are allowed to feel and flow it's important that we do. You know, we technically only feel an emotion for 90 seconds. We have to let ourselves have those feelings and move through them. The difference being though is that we all hold an identity. And so my identity might be I believe that I'm wildly successful. I feel on and deeply deeply know on an energy, emotional, mindset, all the things level that I am calibrated to my success. I know that I receive money with ease. I know that people love me. I am, I am not, like, I am totally there, yeah? But then in that same breath, I might have a day where I am really sad. But that sad day doesn't actually impact my, what I actually believe to be true about myself. And so this is the difference. Some people, people get it twisted. They're like, oh, I got to be like all high vibe. Like I can never, you know, I can never be sad. Or if I'm in the middle of a launch and I have a really shitty day, like I totally fucked up my launch. It's like, no, 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 no. What you believe to be true and what you embody on an identity level is really what matters. And you might have moments where you doubt yourself because that's normal. We all do. Even people that are like fucking millionaires, billionaires have those days. Like we're not fucking immune to that shit, right? But the thing is is like when we're creating with the divine when we're creating from the quantum field it's like it, it it's like we 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 magnetize the things to us based upon like our our true like identity our true beliefs our true like what we believe on on a subconscious level what our body and our nervous system feels safe to receive feels secure to receive and this is why Somatic and subconscious healing and and rewiring is so important because if your conscious mind is like, yeah, like I'm successful, but then underneath all of it, you don't feel safe to receive $10,000 a month, there's a massive disconnect. And that's where the disconnect happens. It's with security. It's with knowing how to handle these things, right? Because again, we, you know, someone might think that, oh, like I want this thing, but can you actually handle it? Do you do you have the a capacity to hold that energy? Because I mean, prime example. This example is used a lot, but it it really just lays it out. There are people out there that win millions of dollars and they blow it in a year. Why? Because their energy isn't actually calibrated to securely hold and be in relationship with that money, right? So it, it's not about being this perfect version of you or always feeling one way it's like what do you actually believe and feel on an identity level and how can you calibrate your nervous system to the you know frequency of whatever it is you're looking to call in and then not making your emotions and your thoughts mean anything about what you actually are capable of. So it's like in that moment where you're having a day where you're crying or you're having a day where you're fucking angry. It's like cool. that doesn't mean anything about me or what I'm capable of. I'm gonna feel it. I'm gonna move through it. I'm gonna love myself through it, and then I'm gonna get back on track and back on track means I'm just gonna get back to equal equilibrium, back to neutrality, back to feeling my essence, reconnecting with my essence, which at the end of the day we're all unconditional love. That's what our our baseline is. Yeah. So again, it's really about what do you actually believe on an identity level and feel on an identity level, calibrating your nervous system to hold the energy of your desires and then holding space for your humanness. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, yeah. I honestly feel like I'm convinced that whoever listens to this podcast episode is going to have some really deep fucking healing. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I expect messages of DMs of like, Oh my god, I took so many notes. Because honestly, I'm even learning so much for this conversation. I think it's so it's so beautiful. And it's so powerful. And I, I really, 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 really love how you just described the difference between your identity and your nervous system versus your emotions, Because what I'm what I see in the online space is a lot of like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. Like I'm not in the energy of $10,000. Like I'm going to fuck it up. And it's, it's, it's like everyone tries so much to control and leverage emotions when emotions are literally, it's like, you it's like your, your fucking body and your nervous system is like the sky and your emotions are the clouds passing by. That's literally it. But then we get distracted and be like, oh, my God, there's so many clouds. Like, I can't see anything. Like, where the fuck is the sun? And we're freaking out when it's like, okay, cool. The clouds are going to pass. The sun is going to rise. The moon is going to rise. It's going to set. And the sky's still there. You're still there. Right? So I just think that the way that you shared that was so beautiful because then that's actually like a door into accessing self-compassion because it's like if you're having a human moment and you're shitting your pants and you're crying and snotting all over the place which is literally what I was doing like two hours ago I'm not gonna lie you know me having those emotions and I and I think I did this subconsciously like unconsciously earlier was like I was having so many emotions like literally tears streaming down my face like snotty eyes like my eyes were red I was like this is a hot look Kayla you're a hot mess right now but the thing is I didn't make it mean Kayla, you're a mess. You're crying in your office right now when you're supposed to be working your nine to five and you have a podcast interview in two hours instead of like thinking, oh my god, you're such a failure. Like you need to get your shit together. I was like, that was a very human experience. Like I think I just really needed to release those emotions from my body and that like the nervousness and the anxiousness needed to leave me like the clouds passing in the sky and it meant nothing about me. And yesterday it was interesting. I had a coaching call with my coach. And she told me, she said, Kayla, did you know that if you allow yourself to cry for six minutes that it fully resets your nervous system? And I was like, you know what? I believe that. I mean, I could Google it to see if that's actually, you know, quote, the truth. But I was like, yeah,
1: you never feel worse after a cry, you know? Oh, like crying is literally your body's natural way of relieving stress. So if you think about it, if you're not letting yourself cry – the natural process in which we release is being blocked, and then that's getting stored back into your body, which then creates stress, which then creates disease. One hundred percent. I was literally imagining like a sewer system, like just blocking
0: that shit (pun intended). Yeah. What do you think? What do you think's gonna happen? <laughs> yes,
1: literally, absolutely.
0: Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hey, honestly. I loved our conversation today. There were so many golden nuggets and it was like the things that I needed to hear as well. And I just, again, like love your wisdom, love your energy and how you show up. And I just, I'm so grateful that we connected. And before we wrap things up, I want to ask you, because I always ask people, and put them on the spot. What is a wisdom, a piece of wisdom, golden nugget that you want to leave our audience with? like
1: just an intuitive hit that comes to you now. Yeah, absolutely. Remember that you're, essence is loving awareness. And you are an observer that gets to observe the way that you feel, the way you think, the way that you operate. And remember that the same unconditional love that keeps the water flowing, keeps the trees growing, keeps the sun rising, is the same unconditional love that keeps your heart beating and that love is always with you every moment of every day It's not separate from you and so in the moments where you feel like things are too much repeat back to yourself I am loving awareness over and over and over again oh my gosh that was so beautiful I really Mm -hmm. felt that Mm. so poetic as well like just that was beautiful.
0: Thank you so much for everything that you shared today. And I'm really grateful that you came on.
1: Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm so grateful as well. It was a beautiful conversation. Yes. Can you tell our audience where they can
0: connect with you? And even if you want to share ways that they can work with you as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I love hanging out on Instagram. So it's um, at I am Rachel Fisher. My name is spelled with an A E L at the end, and I have, I have like many ways in which you can work with me. So, currently have the Sacred Self Sanctuary, which is a hypnosis offer with the pre-recorded hypnosis and EFT tapping sequences to help you embody your unique brilliance. Um, I have 90-minute breakthrough sessions, private hypnotherapy sessions. Um, I do have a couple spots open to work with me one-on-one. I have a mastermind launching soon and group coaching offers in the foreseeable future as well. So definitely slide into my DMs. would be happy to connect with you.
0: I love it. And you have a podcast too, right?
1: Yes. Actually, yes, I do. So my podcast is The Embodied Leadership podcast it's available on apple spotify google play and i'm sure in other places too so yeah come hang out on there as well oh my gosh
0: brilliant and i'm going to include all of this in the show notes as well for the listeners so that you don't have to try and write everything down you can just check out the notes after so again i just want to thank you so much for coming on today rachel
1: yes my pleasure have a great day
0: thank you and i want to thank the listeners for tuning in and obviously if you listen to this share it on social media tag both of us so that we can just be excited with you and make sure that you subscribe and like the channel so thank you so much and we'll chat with you in the next episode